You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. They were headed to Asia. Holy Spirit said, not God's will, not my will. Doesn't give you the circumstances, but he stopped them. Bible says God closes doors that no man can open and he opens doors no man can close. And listen, the Holy Spirit closes the door, nothing you can do to get through it. And he opens the door, nothing man can do to close it. He warns. Paul said, in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. Holy Spirit warned him. Have there ever been times in your life when you felt a nudge from the Lord guiding you in a certain way? Did you know that that's the Holy Spirit at work? In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach on the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit helps guide you to the right things and warns you against the wrong things. You may not fully understand the ways of the Holy Spirit or comprehend the little nudges in all circumstances, but the Holy Spirit is a gift from the Lord and can be trusted. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of John, chapter 21, as he begins his message, The Holy Spirit. talking about Christian basics and when we finish this and I don't know when it'll finish but sometime we'll go back to second Peter and complete our study of the New Testament and then just continue to teach through the word but the basic today uh, very important one and we're going to spend more than one week on it we'll have to but here's our springboard verse for today Jesus said and I'll ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever the spirit of truth The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Now, when Jesus said this to his disciples, the ministry of the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer had not taken place yet. But Jesus is saying he's with you and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is going to change. He will be in you. Now, after the resurrection, John 21, verse 22, Jesus breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. It's clear to me at that point, the ministry of the Holy Spirit for a believer in Jesus Christ changed. Now we have verses like this, Romans chapter eight, verse nine. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14, when you believe the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. And we talked about our glorious inheritance last week. So you can't be a Christian without having the Holy Spirit within you. Now, Some people say, what is the Holy Spirit? Wrong question. 
Who? Not what? Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he's the third person of the Godhead, the Trinity. Can't explain it, but the Bible declares it very clearly. One God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can't explain it. Not three gods, one God. That's very clear in the Bible. One God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. Some people take that verse and say it's talking about suicide, that if you commit suicide, God will destroy you. You can't be forgiven of suicide. That's ridiculous. I don't recommend suicide. But listen, that verse has nothing to do with suicide. It's talking about the dwelling of God being us. We are his temple. And as a corporate body, we are his church. We are in a corporate way, the temple. And for those that look to destroy uh, God's people in the church, God will destroy them. That's what that verse is talking about. But the point I want to make is that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5 People are selling land and houses, being led of the Lord to do so that they didn't really need, and bringing the money and bringing it to the church and laying it at the apostles' feet. Uh, a couple named Ananias and Sapphira sold a piece of land, but after they sold it, they kept back part of the money, and that was disobedience, that was rebellion. Chapter 5 of Acts, verse 3, Peter asked Ananias, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? And have kept back for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Uh, verse 4, what made you think of such doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God, the Holy Spirit. You lied to the Holy Spirit, so you lied to God. Matthew 28, 19, part of the uh, Great Commission, it's called. Uh, Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because he's a person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Isaiah 63.10 refers to a time in Israel's history when they were rebellious, which was a lot of their history. And it says in their rebellion, they grieved God's Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 simply says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. To be technical, we grieve the Holy Spirit when we do things knowingly out of the will of God. We step out of the will of God. We commit some act. We do something. And because it's not what God wants, we grieve the Holy Spirit. So not only can the Holy Spirit be grieved, the Holy Spirit can be quenched. The old King James version is what I originally learned this in, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, quench not the Spirit. Uh, the 1984 NIV is which is what I'm still teaching from. And I understand I got to switch translations because they don't do the 1984 NIV anymore, and somebody's going to pay for that one day. I don't understand. I don't really like the new NIV, and I like the old NIV, and oh, God help us, Jesus come before I have to switch translations. <laughs> but the 1984 NIV says, do not put out the Spirit's fire. We put out the Spirit's fire, we quench the Holy Spirit when we don't do things the Holy Spirit wants us to do. 
So we grieve him when we do things he doesn't want us to do. We quench him when he wants us to do something. And there's, there's something, a work of God there for us personally or through us personally. And we don't experience it or we don't see God accomplish it because we don't do what he's telling us to do. Whatever it is. Now, I'm going to give you a sampling because, listen, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is so vast. I mean, it's just, you talk, this guy's busy, <laughs> The third person of the Trinity, the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, he's busy. He's busy. His ministry, he brings conviction. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You realize you can never come to Christ without the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the one that brings conviction about our need to repent, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't do that. We'd be uh, on our own. We'd be lost. Holy Spirit convicts us. He not only convicts, when we receive Christ, he grants us new birth. John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Verse 5. I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Being born of water is being born naturally by a human mother. You were given birth, uh, and your mother, my mother, we all gave us birth. That's a natural birth. But verse 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound. You cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. In other words, the world doesn't understand us. We're born again. Guarantees our glorious inheritance. I mentioned that verse earlier. He testifies that we are children of God. Romans 8, verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The Spirit tells me I'm a child of God. It's a witness in my life that I'm a child of God. John 15, 26, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will testify about me, about Jesus. As a matter of fact, that's his main ministry. In all the ministry he does, uh, ultimately he's bringing glory to Jesus. So if you get in a gathering and it's all to glorify the Holy Spirit. Not, it doesn't mean we can't talk about him. It doesn't mean that at all. But if all your church experience or the group you're with is just exalting the Holy Spirit and you never hear much about Jesus, mm -mm, mm -mm, out of priority, out of kilter. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to testify about Jesus. doesn't mean we can't talk about the Holy Spirit, but his ministry is to glorify Jesus. He encourages us in regard to the hope that we have. Romans 15, verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a blessed hope. It's a guaranteed hope. He gives direction. Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Remember Acts chapter 8, verse 29. The Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. There's an Ethiopian eunuch on his way from Jerusalem back to his native country of Ethiopia. 
And the spirit says to Philip, go by that chariot and stand by it. Remember what happened. He goes by the chariot. He hears this Ethiopian eunuch reading from the scroll of Isaiah. And Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how can I unless somebody explains it to me? And the Ethiopian invites Philip up into the chariot, begins from that very scripture and tells him about Jesus the Christ, leads him to Christ, he gets saved, and then on the way, he gets baptized. But the Spirit directed Philip, go stand by that chariot, stay near it. Acts chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, Peter is on the roof, God gives him a vision, a sheet let down from heaven, unclean animals, God's trying to teach uh, Peter, a lesson about the uncircumcised Gentiles, that they're going to be saved just like he is as a, as a circumcised Jew. No difference. It was a hard lesson for Peter and the other circumcised believers and Jewish believers to learn, but Peter did learn it. And uh, God's going to send him to the house of a man named Cornelius in a house full of uncircumcised uh, Gentiles to share the gospel with them. But as he has this vision, then it says, the spirit said to Philip, Three men are outside waiting for you. Go with them. And the Spirit told Peter, there's three men. Go with them. And they took him to the house of Cornelius. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So he gives direction. Here's an interesting one. He prevents. What do you mean prevents? Acts 16 Verse 6, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. They were headed to Asia. Holy Spirit said, not God's will, not my will. Doesn't give you the circumstances, but he stopped them. Bible says God closes doors that no man can open, and he opens doors no man can close. Unless the Holy Spirit closes the door, nothing you can do to get through it. And he opens the door, nothing man can do to close it. He warns. Paul said, in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. Holy Spirit warned him. Now, you know, I don't know in all these situations, did they hear a voice? Probably not. My experience with the Holy Spirit is usually just an impression. It's a thought. And you go, where'd that thought come from? It's a leading. I've never heard an audible voice. I'm not, God can speak in an audible voice. He does, but he's never spoken to me in an audible voice. It's usually just an impression, the thought. You know, you go, wow, must be the Lord. Never out of line with the word of God. The Holy Spirit will never lead us in violation of the truth of the word, okay? He comforts. Oh, Lord, does he comfort. John 14, 26, he's called the comforter. And listen, how in the world people who don't know Jesus and don't have this Holy Spirit make it through the trials of this life? I mean, trials that all of us go through. I mean, you lose someone you love dearly. At some point, you're going to. At some point, at some point, you're going to. And how in the world do you make it without the comfort of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. He comforts like nobody can comfort. Only heaven can comfort this way. He teaches us. He reveals things to us. The prayer I pray pretty much every day, but definitely every week, Ephesians 1.17, uh, I pray for people. That God would grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. If you're not praying that for me, would you begin to pray that for me? I want to know him better. And he reveals things about God. Luke 2.26, Simeon, the spirit spoke to him and told him, uh, you're not going to die before you see the Christ. And he got to see the baby Jesus before uh, he was taken to heaven. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 2. Oh, this is tremendous. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he does not, cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. The world doesn't understand sometimes decisions we make, directions we take as Christians, led by the Holy Spirit. And they can't understand it. Sometimes they think we're crazy. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit enables us to speak when facing persecution. Uh, Maybe we as American Christians won't experience this like the early Christians did, but certainly there are Christians around the world, they are are experiencing this because there are places there are real persecution going on. I'm talking about getting arrested. I'm talking about martyrdom. And uh, Jesus told his disciples, when they arrest you and they imprison you and they bring you to trial, don't think about what you're going to say. That's not an excuse to prepare to teach and preach and speak for the Lord. That's not an excuse. But he's saying, look, You don't have to worry because in those situations, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. You look at the apostles after they were arrested and uh, brought to trial, and they stood before the Supreme Court of their day, and the things they said are incredible. And they said it with authority. They said it with boldness. And it says that that Supreme Court, those Jewish leaders looked at them and said they took note. They were unschooled and ordinary men. They took note. They had been with Jesus. Yeah, they've also been with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now providing for them, enabling them supernaturally to speak before those authorities that were persecuting them. Oh, I love this when he helps us to pray. I need help so many times praying. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. I mean, you're in that situation, you're very distraught, maybe you're filled with pain, maybe there's been some great loss in your life, whatever it is, but you're so distraught, and you're in prayer. Maybe you're weeping, and you're out of words, you don't even know what else to say. And you literally groan. And the Holy Spirit mysteriously and wonderfully also groans within us. He joins us in that groaning. And heaven interprets the groaning. Isn't that wonderful? And the Spirit is praying within us. And heaven interprets the groaning and God meets us at our deepest need. Wonderful. Wonderful. Makes us bold. Remember the disciples after being threatened that they're no longer to teach and proclaim the name of Jesus? And they said, You hear their threats, Lord? And they prayed. It says the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And they went out and they spoke the word of God boldly. Grants us boldness, supernaturally. He transforms us. I can't transform myself, neither can you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Young single mother new to our church came up to me last night after the service, and she broke into tears, and she heard this point, and she said, you know, I just really gave my life to God just a few weeks ago, and I don't, I just, and she began to cry, and she said, I don't feel all that transformed. I don't feel very transformed. And I was able to encourage her and say, look, you've been born again. You're a baby. What you need is milk. And I talked to her about what we talked about a few weeks ago. She wasn't at that message where you need the spiritual milk of the word and somebody else feeding you, feeding you regularly and daily. And I said, don't be discouraged because it's a process. It's a process. You go from, uh, from milk to Gerber to more solid food. And one day after years, uh, Lord willing, and the Lord is willing, you, you bite into one of those good spiritual steaks. <laughs> Ribeye, medium, with a baked potato. And butter. Moving on, because it's all, I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten. Go back with me to 1 Samuel, Old Testament, 1 Samuel, chapter 10. The first king of Israel, King Saul, had a transformation experience with the Holy Spirit that God wants for every one of us. Chapter 10 of 1 Samuel, verse 6. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. This is Samuel telling Saul. He'll come upon you in power, and you will prophesy with them, the prophets. Prophesying just means speak what the Spirit enables you. And you will be changed into a different person. Jump down verse 9. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart by the Holy Spirit. And all these signs were fulfilled that day. When they arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came upon him in power, and he joined in their prophesying, he began to speak what the Spirit enabled him to speak. And when all those who had formerly known him saw him prophesying with the prophets, they asked each other, what is this that has happened to the son of Kish, Saul? Is Saul also among the prophets? The Holy Spirit changed him into a different person and then empowered him so that now he's speaking as the Spirit enabled him. Unfortunately, that work of the Spirit in King Saul's life was quenched. He started out humble. When they go to anoint him, same chapter, verse 20, when Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, and Matri's clan was chosen. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen. But when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? Is he here? And the Lord said, yeah, he's hiding among the baggage. He's over here. He's hiding. Why is he hiding? Because he's humble. Holy Spirit has changed him uh, into a different person. Holy Spirit has empowered him. Now he's speaking by the Spirit. And he started out humble. And if he had remained humble, the Holy Spirit would have been able to continue that work in his life. Unfortunately, he quenched the Spirit. You get to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 12. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul. But he was told, Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honor. 
And instead of now being filled with the Holy Spirit, he's filled with himself. Thanks for joining us today to study Christian basics right here on The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can hear this message again or more from Pastor Danny's teachings throughout the Bible at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just look under the Resources tab and click on Teachings. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on the latest videos. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or would simply like to talk with us, feel free to send us an email. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that email address is info at ccfstpete.church. Be sure to let us know how we can be praying for you when you send us that email. We'd also love to meet you in person. So if you're ever in or near the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to invite you to join us for our weekly church services at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Check out our website for service times and all the information you need to join us. We also live stream our services for those who are unable to attend in person. So don't let distance hold you back from worshiping with us. Find out more on our website. Once again, that's ccfstpete.church. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Join Pastor Danny next time for more Christian basics right here on The Living Word.